Hey guys, welcome in. It's Brad with College Sportscast. We are an hour early tonight. I have John Hammonds on with me, and we are here to do our College Sportscast, The Big Fuss Show. Attention. It's all a commotion around here. What are you talking about? Let them yap at you. It's actually very exciting. What's up, my man? All right, man. I'm back. Had to wait for my mic, my mic to come back in there for a second. Uh, college sports cast. This is the big fuss show Tuesday night. There's a lot of stuff going on in college basketball right now. Um the week has been full of stuff going on in college football. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to be with you and do this. We're doing a little early because, to be quite honest with you, Kansas and Kentucky plays in just a little bit. So we're trying to wrap this up before the game comes on. Isn't that right, John? Yeah, we, we, don't, want, we don't want to be on here while it's going on. <laughs> We 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 tend to want our nerves. We tend to want our nerves in check. <laughs> yeah, it's a big game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good evening. I appreciate you being with us. The back it up. What does it say? Binge podcast. The back it I appreciate up. Appreciate you guys being with us. I know you're from one of our retweet retweet groups that I'm in, so I appreciate you being. Yeah, I appreciate it. Just want to put that on there. We'll kind of get started. There's Jerry Carter with us. What's up, Jerry? That's right. Absolutely. All right, so. I want to talk about the uh, home field apparel just for, for a minute. This week coming up, um, actually for 10 days, you can use the code from November the 17th through the 26th. You can use the code um, Black Friday for a 20% discount. So I just want to get that out real quick. And then we're going to go right into the show because – I have a lot of good topics to go into tonight. We are presented by the Fanboys and Let's Talk Sports. That was on the beginning, so we're going to get get into some news and hot topics. I want to start out with some college basketball stuff tonight. College basketball is getting heating heating up right now. Um, And the first topic that I want to talk about is in – the men's game, this and number four for Michigan State, both lost in the opening week at home. Um, you know, that's they were they were both top five teams in the preseason. They have since dropped and are actually playing right now in the champions. When I go to my next couple of things here, but I just wanted to open floor up, John. I mean, it's losing at home for these top teams is a little something different that you don't see. I mean, you would think it would be well, like, you know, neutral site games or, you know, something like that. But let's be let's be fair here. Michigan State lost at home to James Madison and Duke lost at home to Arizona. Two completely different levels of competition. Let's, We're going to get to Arizona. We'll get to Arizona, but I mean, because I got, yeah, but I'm just saying that, you know, like, so Duke, actually, their loss was John Shire's very first loss at Cameron Cameron Indoor Stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, He did not lose there last year, 
And Michigan State, they're playing Duke right now, and they honestly they don't look all that great. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. It's kind of odd to see mm-hmm. these teams losing at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, you play like you know the Arizona game. You would think would have been played at a neutral site early in the season, and they wouldn't lose at home even if it was the Arizona Wildcats. I think but you're seeing – Having said that. The, the landscape of college I'll go on to the next one here. It's changing a lot too. Oh, it is for sure. Absolutely. I'll move on to the next one. And the next one is the Arizona Statement win mm-hmm. for Tommy Lloyd um, and his team, Caleb Love transferred from North Carolina, goes into Cameron Indoor Stadium the other night and beats Duke with Arizona. Um, And I wanted to kind of get your take on the job that Tommy Lloyd is doing out at Arizona and that statement win for this season. Unbelievable, man. I mean, if you look at at his roster, um, you know, from from Caleb Love on down, you know, they got Omar Balo, the um, the center – they got Jaden Bradley, um, a guard from Alabama, which he's played really well early in the year. Um, they got Larson back as a senior. Um, the biggest, the biggest thing with the with this backcourt is, you know, with Colin Boswell and and Love. Um, this is probably one of the better backcourts, underrated backcourts in the country. And man, what Tommy Lloyd has done after the situation that happened with Sean Miller, it just felt like a trap going in there and felt like whoever goes in there is going to be walking into a, a horrible situation, which they was. And they, a lot of people didn't think it would just, it would balloon out to what it is right now. And it took him only what, two years to, to do it. And for me, that, that says a lot about the, the, the fortitude of the coach. Yeah, this is just the beginning of his third year. And what Tommy Lloyd has done. Um, you know, he's taking on the role of of kind of like a Lute Olsen, you know, going back to the Arizona teams that that, that won back in the early 90s with Damon Stoudemire, Will Reeves, um, you know, Miles Simon, those teams. So what he's doing in Arizona is is very impressive to me. Oh, it is. Absolutely. I just kind of wanted to throw that in there. Um Last night, mm-hmm. actually, move on to my next topic. The Gavit games actually started last night. Um, there is about mm-hmm. eight games this week. There is a couple of more mm-hmm. tonight. One of them is being played right now. But, but I want to get to the games last night. Uh, Purdue handled Xavier pretty well last night, mm-hmm. one by 12. Um, did you catch any of that game? I didn't get to see much of it. I do know that that Xavier hung tough. Yeah, and then the Michigan, you know, for, for beat, a little while. Michigan beat St. John. Michigan, the two gap games. Michigan is very underrated. Um, you know that backcourt, especially with Doug McDaniel, Tug McDaniel, excuse me, Tug McDaniel is going to be a threat in the Big Ten, I think. Um, and once Jawan Howard gets back on the bench, I think you're going to see some things change a little bit. But I don't think you're going to see much change in terms of the talent that he's brought in and, and the transfers he's brought in. But with that said, I think we missed our point with Michigan. Um, a lot of people had them on the outside of the top 25 starting the year, um, including myself. And I, I just thought that losing Hunter Dickinson and losing a lot of the, the players that they did, I thought they would kind of go down a little bit, but I was wrong. Um, on the other side of the equation, St. John's has got a lot of work to do. They lost um, They lost Howard's son. They did. Um, St. Yeah. John's has got a – you know, Rick Pitino said it last night. Yeah, they he do. said we got a lot of we got a lot of front depth that needs to be fixed up front. Yeah. They do. So 
the Gavit games, there's three. Providence is handling Wisconsin pretty good. It's at Providence. Mm -hmm. uh, Marquette play, plays Illinois. That's a top 25 matchup. It's it's tonight as well. Mm -hmm. And then Iowa, Iowa plays at Creighton tonight. Play Creighton. And uh, those are all, if you are a big college basketball fan, check out these Gavit games. There, like I said, there was two last night. There's three tonight. There's one tomorrow night. Tomorrow night is Georgetown at Rutgers. Yeah. And then there's two Friday night, and I'll get to those. We'll get to those on Thursday night, maybe when we do our game day pickums. Uh, but I did want to bring those those up. Um, it's a it's a it's a good week if you're a college basketball fan, and these Gavit games are are some really some nice games to watch. Good games. All right. So now we're going to get to the Champions Classic. It's actually going on right now as we speak. It was halftime when we started this show. Duke was ahead of Michigan State 31 to 20 at halftime. I'm not sure if the second half has started yet. No, or not, it, ain't, but it ain't started yet. What is your. Impression of the first half of that game. These are four of the most storied programs. Uh, There's over these these teams have over 20 national championships. They have 16 Final Four appearances. At first, it was a little sloppy. These four um, teams start starting starting out. You know, both teams couldn't get going offensively, defensively. They was shutting each other down. Um, Duke finally got a little run there before the half. To me, the biggest thing that I see going forward with Michigan State going forward down the road is their, is their shooting. Um, they're going to have a tough time if they continue to shoot two for 32, three for th 33, you know, from three-point range. Um, they're going to have to figure out who's a guy that they can go to. I think Jaden Atkins is a guy that they could go to. Um, I think Hall is a guy they could run with. Um, they're just going to have to start knocking down shots because you're not going to beat you're going you're not going to beat a lot of teams when you're not hitting shots. And we've seen with that last year with Kentucky when they wasn't making shots, you know, things just did not happen for them. Yeah, they're yeah they're struggling a little bit shooting, especially um, early in the season mm -hmm. here. So, um, you know, they're, they're doing it again tonight. The only sport, it's hard to hang in games, um, you know, averaging 40 points a game. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. pretty hard. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, the second half has not started yet, he said. So, you know, I still kind of expect Duke to win this game tonight, just to be honest with you. Um I'm not a Duke fan. I'm a Kentucky fan. I think everybody knows that. But just being on the real side, I do kind of expect Duke to win this game tonight. Uh, you know, um, and then we're going to have Kentucky versus Kansas, right? Well, about 30, 40 minutes after the conclusion of the first game. These games are being played at the United Center in um, Chicago. I actually – so. What do you think about the second game? I mean, I think, the second game, I think the second game is going to be better than the first one. Just with the mere fact that, you know, Kansas is number one. You know, Kentucky's got this great, great big recruiting class, these guards. Um, how does Kentucky handle Hunter Dixon? Do they, do they play fast? Do they double teaming? Um, I think you're going to have, um, I think what you're going to do, you're going to have Mitchell on him quite a bit. Um, I think you're going – sometimes you might have Thero on him. Um, it just all depends on if Kansas is making shots and if Kentucky does not – if they can't shoot Kentucky, if they can't hit hit their, you know, daily shots, the, norm, the normality, I just don't think they can stay in this game for too long. But um, it's hard to do when you've got three seven-footers out at this point in the year, or especially this early.
Yeah, I think Kentucky guards have got to play really well tonight if they're going to have a chance against this Kansas team um, and score a lot of points. I think maybe even Trey Mitchell's got to step out and 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 bring Dickinson uh, out, you know, out and draw him outside as well in this game. And most joined us. I've got him on the screen now with us. Um, but uh, we're talking about the Michigan State-Kansas game that's following this Duke game in Michigan State here tonight. But uh, gotcha. I wanted to bring these games up. But now uh, Kentucky is 17. So, you know, Kansas is favored, I think, about five or six about six points or so in this game tonight. Um, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I know that John and I are planning on getting off. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move on to the next one. I'm, my next one is going to talk. I've got a couple of here talking about women's college Seventeen year old daughter of Is it? Yeah, it's kind of Mier O'Neill. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Let's go. Can you hear me? Yeah. Come on. All right. So, I, she, Shaq's daughter is signed with Florida this week. Um, she's six foot four, seventeen-year-old daughter of Shaq. I just thought it's noteworthy. She's supposed to be a really dynamic player. Yes. All right, my next one on the women's college ball last week was the OSU and number two, UConn. Both walls. I think that women's college basketball, the, the you know, they're usually dominated by in women's college basketball. And for the top teams to, to get knocked out in the first week, it's pretty telling of how what the game is doing and how it's changing in college basketball. Yeah, especially, you know, with the transfer portal. Yep, NIL and transfer portal. Yep. Can you hear me? So. All right. I didn't know him. He said So after LSU and UConn, number one and number two get beat, South Carolina had a good week with Can you hear what he's Caitlin saying? Clark is looking like Caitlin Clark is looking like she's amazing. Our points in a game. And have you guys caught the freshman phenom Juju Watkins at it at a USC? She had 35 and 8 last night. Do you know who I'm talking about? I'm not sure, John. It was acting up before you got here, but we'll be all right, I guess. Oh, uh, okay. I was just making sure. Well, it's just going – it's kind of – he's kind of going over things, and I can't hear what he's saying. It's – Yeah. I didn't know if it was acting up before I showed up because I know with three people it ends up being, you know, yeah. issues. But 
Uh, no, I look, I haven't gotten into, I mean, while basketball has gotten started, whether it's been men's or women's, I haven't really gotten into it completely immersed into it. Uh, I've actually been checking out some of the baseball stuff too. Um, cause fall camps are finishing up world series are going on as far as college. And then, uh, the, um, uh, and then, uh, what, you know, Major League Baseball's got their their stuff that I've been looking into. So that's what I've been uh, checking out recently outside of football, plus all this stuff with the coaches' firings and stuff like that. That's what I've been kind of in. So um, so you said Jojo Watkins is uh, looking pretty good with uh, USC. Brad. Yeah, so John, what are what are your thoughts on that? Uh I mean, it's early in the season. Yeah. Um, you know. Um you know, every every team's gonna look different, every team's gonna come out pretty pretty fiery. It, um, you know, Caitlin Clark, she just got comes back from what the final four a year ago, championship a game, I guess. Yeah, and she just continues to do what she does. Um, I was really surprised with the LSU loss, just for the mere fact that I felt like they formed a super team and they lose on opening night. Like that's just kind of, it's kind of, I don't know, kind of hey, takes the pressure off. They can go ahead and now win the rest of their games. Yeah, they don't have to worry about it now. <laughs> but, but South Carolina, to me, on a consistent basis, South Carolina has been probably the most consistent the last, what, three to four years in women's basketball? Yeah, I, I think, think so. They're just so, you know, when they had Aaliyah Boston, right. um, I think I think she's gone now. Um, or is she back? I think she's she's in the WNBA. Isn't she? she is. I'm not even sure, but. No, she's I, gone. See, I don't keep up with a lot of the yeah. WNBA. Yeah, I don't keep up with a lot of the college women's basketball until the tournament starts. But, yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's sort of like the men, you know, early in the year, you're going to have games where you don't, where you don't look good. You don't play good. And you just got to figure out how to, how to get better each week. Yeah. I mean, we had some men's teams go down early too. the, some of the top teams go down early as well. So, I mean, like Michigan state went down and a few others went down. Yeah, they already talked about well, right. But I'm just I saying, mean, you know. I don't mean to say this about Auburn, but even when Auburn lost to Baylor, Auburn, I felt like, Look really good against Baylor, though. Controlled controlled the majority of the game. I mean, about yeah, three I mean, to four minutes into the game, they took the lead, had the lead all the way until about three to four minutes before the game ended, and then they lost the lead. And, I'll, I'll say this about Auburn: it. if you so, haven't heard, if you haven't heard about Aiden Holloway, you're going to find out real quick in the in the SEC. The kid can actually, the kid can really play basketball. Just take, just take. Uh, some of Auburn's guards that they've had within the last couple of years and then add the shooting aspect to it. And that's Aiden Holloway. So uh, yeah, he, he, he's a, he's a point guard that actually can shoot where uh, we haven't had that in a, hey guys. we haven't had that since um, uh, we had the final a, four team. So I got a yeah. jam packed show. So let me move on. Okay. All right. I do. I got a jam packed show. So, all right. I'm, I'm going to move on to some a couple of college football. Actually, three counting this one because there's two here, actually. Quinn okay. Ewers has said he's possibly leaning to coming back to Texas. Is that kind of shocking to you guys first? No. That Ewers no. might come back? Especially no. with the NIL deals and stuff. Like- NIL deals and the fact that he's been hurt, so he hasn't had like just like this – such a stellar performance that he's, you know, going to be a number one draft pick. And I think there's a pretty decent uh, quarterback class. So I think he was thinking about sticking around for another year before going out. But the, the big issue here, though, is what's Arch Manning going to do? Like, because you're, right. you're going to be a. That's the next. What, that's the next question on this one. What does that mean for Arch Manning? Right. So yeah. Yeah. we've had. What uh, does that we, mean for Arch Manning? We, we've tossed around other ideas. I think his top his. His final three were 
Texas, Alabama, and Georgia. I think those were his final three. Now, I don't think those are the same schools that he would still be looking at. I mean, he may still be looking at Alabama and 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 Georgia as well. Um, but I think that it opens up a a, a lot of places. Uh, I know Brad, you've been you know adamant about the West Coast. I don't know if the West Coast is going to be something that he does. Um, I think well, he stays in the. I think he nah. may stay in the southeast. I think the. I don't think so. Uh, I think that the uh, or maybe it was somebody else in our group chat was well, we'll kept, kept pushing the West Coast. According, according to reports today, UCLA is getting ready to fire Chip Kelly, so that could be an yeah. option. I mean, it just depends on. It depends on who they get and what they and what they're what it's they're really about. Good, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, honestly, you you can look at it and go, okay. Uh, Texas yeah, A&M, Texas A&M could A&M be a good A&M one to go to. Say what? Say what? Well, if you're talking about UCLA or USC, they're playing. They're going to be playing in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I just don't see Arch Manning and the Mannings going to a Big Ten school. No. I just don't see it. If he, if he did, he would have to. He would have to be given a lot of nil money. Well, I mean, me, there's four I teams don't. from the West Coast that are going to go to Big Ten, but does that mean they're going to morph into Big Ten? I just don't see it into Big Ten play, or I is mean, that I just are you are you more just saying that he's going to have to play cold weather games? I just think where his dad and you know his brother and I mean, there's no there's no family going. that's more integrated into the Southern. You know, you know, to the south than the Manning family, if you ask. Well, me. I mean, obviously, yes. They they grew up in they grew up in New Orleans, and you know, one played Mississippi. You know, or well, the the dad and 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 two of the sons played at Mississippi. One played in Tennessee. So, and then when they all went and played in the, and then when they all went and played in the NFL outside of you know Archie. Uh, one went and played in Big Ten country, Indiana, Indianapolis, and the other one went and played in Big Ten country, uh, New York, New Jersey. But that's pro level. It, it, it is. It is. But again, different from college. But, but that was it is. Class. Well, yeah. their dad played class. in New Orleans, and that's where they grew up. Yeah. Yeah. So doesn't mean and that LSU is probably going to be looking for a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, so they got Nussmeyer right now, but yes, they could. That they, they, they will be looking probably to see. Uh, to yeah, because Jane Daniels. Sell. Yeah, for me, Jane Daniels is gone after this year. I mean, well, yeah, of course. And so, look, there's a bunch of schools right now. Okay, you're going to have Ole Miss uh, is obviously a prime choice because of having Lane Kiffin as a head coach. Well, I mean, I think Ole Miss Jackson is obvious. Uh, yeah, it's an obvious choice. Uh, I still don't think Tennessee is as obvious as everybody says, but Tennessee because of because of Hypo more so than because of the fact that that uh um uh Peyton went there. Okay. Um I think I honestly think that depending on who Texas AM hires, what that might be a place to go. That might be a landing spot. Also, he could still go to Georgia. I don't know if Georgia's going to be it. Uh, there have been rumors of, right now. you know, Florida, and I don't know about Florida either. So, but, um, but you know, I kind of think LSU. You know, I thought about that, and I thought about possibly, you know, um, oh, you, you, you could also look at. Arkansas, depending on what happens with Arkansas as well, but I, I, I don't mm. honestly don't think about Arkansas as much mm. as I do, you know, possibly team like LSU or something, A and or LSU because I feel like A and M is a is a spot that he could land. You got to get somebody, some offensive mind in there. Yeah, well, it just depends on who the. It, it depends on if if Elko becomes the guy. It depends on if they they hire a, a you know who who the offensive coordinator is. You know uh, if it's you know because 
Honestly, I'm not sure if Landing's going to be the guy, but if Landing's the guy, again, offensive coordinator. Got to get a, got to get an I mean, offensive coordinator. It's hard coordinator, to tell so. right now. Yeah, it is. It is. So I don't. That's going to be another one of our problems. Is Landing. Right. So we'll Correct. get to that. But um, yeah. So I, you know, I just don't see it. But those are some of the schools that I think that Manning might wind up at. If Ewers comes back, I do not think we'll see him at Texas and setting a second year. I just don't see it. No, because both uh, Peyton so and Eli have voiced – Both Peyton and Eli have, have voiced that Yeah. That if he's – Yeah, I mean – That he should be starting him. next year. And if he's yeah. not, then he's not going to be there. Yeah. Right. All right, so my next topic is Harbaugh is set to show up and speak at this court hearing on Friday. What do you think about him being suspended? He's going to court to try to fight being suspended. I mean, this this whole thing is an absolute mess, if you ask me. It are you know, what do you guys think about it, Hammonds? What do you think about it first? Uh. To me, I feel like the head coach should be not suspended in this situation to me. Um, I mean, I get the fact that he's part of that team a lot, and he's over a lot of that stuff, and, he, and he's he's overseeing a lot of things. But I think I think it was a little too harsh. Now, would I've would I've suspended him in maybe a game? Yeah. But the whole season, I think that was too much to me. Um, and I just think, to me, I said it yesterday, I believe that this is his last year at Michigan. I think he'll walk out after years over. Because I think he's – It could be. With all this stuff I, I just on. feel like, you know, there's going to be there's going to be some NFL openings happening. And I think, you know um, – He's looking maybe to go back to the NFL because, you know, he done really good when he was with the 49ers. I mean, didn't he? I think he took him to the NFC Championship once, Super Bowl maybe. Um, so, I think there's just – Yeah, and, and there, there's just a lot of lot of stuff on his plate, and I think that at some point you just break at, 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 a, at a juncture, and I think that's where he's at right now. He's at a breaking point. And – it feels, John. It feels. It feels like to me that it's kind of a witch hunt. It's I mean, are it they just is. out to get Harbaugh because that's kind because, of what it feels like. Well, what it is, you know, it goes from Michigan with Connor Stallions, then it goes that we've seen a Ohio State staffer somewhere, and they're blaming another staffer doing this, and then it goes from this to this, like from from one thing to the next, like Rutgers was seeing Stein stuff, like. It's a witch hunt in the Big Ten. Like, it's – I don't know. I mean, the Big Ten, how many controversies and stuff? I mean, it's ridiculous. You got the Northwestern well, stuff. Here, here's you got the, main, the Michigan here's State the stuff. Problem. Now you got this going all with Michigan. Well, here's the main problem that John Roberts will under will, will agree with me with. No matter what Michigan does, so, okay, say, for instance, they get to the college football playoff. Say they win the whole thing. They're going to say, well, that championship's tarnished because they cheated. It's not going to be because they won it. It's going to well, be yeah. because they cheated and they and they stole signs. It's going, it's going to be tainted. Yeah, they cheated. They stole signs so much so that the – that the head coach Absolutely. and the guy that was doing the stealing was not on the field against a top 10 team and they beat that team and they beat them handedly. So much cheating. But so much. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I no, 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 I get it. I'm just say. gonna I'm just gonna sit there and laugh That's at people, people that say that. Say. I know. And I'm gonna laugh at them. And be like, you yeah. guys are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think? I mean, 
do you think that this is kind of a, a witch hunt against Harbaugh? Because that's what it feels like to me. I mean, sure, but the the problem is, is you know, for for all I these mean, other teams, is that probably teams, Michigan's going to sit there and have look, look, listen, listen, the. the the other teams have got are are, are going to go in there and they're going to jump on this and then Michigan's going to turn around and have proof, documented proof, that everybody else is doing the exact same thing, yeah, and then team. it's just going to be like, what do you do then? Because at that it's point, exactly when 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 they drop the when they drop that when yep. they drop the the hammer on everybody else, this is why nobody really really went after people went after teams uh you know for for buying players and doing all this other stuff when before nil like okay mississippi state got 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 mad because cam newton didn't take the money from mississippi state so they immediately went and 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 ratted out auburn for paying cam newton okay well you know auburn was pretty good about covering their tracks and covering their rear end. They had the, the the biggest CYA, you know, you know, department in there that that made sure that they weren't going to get in trouble for whatever happened. Okay, don't care if they did it. Don't care if they didn't do it. Just saying that they that they were very good in making sure that they weren't uh, caught. Okay, and you had somebody that ratted them out because they knew that because they had tried and they had failed. So these other teams are doing the same thing, and it, 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 you're going to f around and find out because I think that I think I think I mean, Michigan could easily just drop the bomb and be like, okay, it's just guess what? All you people are messing up too. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up something that. Yep. Kinda, and that's what's kind of happening. The, 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 this kind of replies back to what this is. It's kind of a metaphor or like it sort of reminds me of the time that you had the plane ride from hell with the WWE. You remember that, um, John Roberts, when Ric Flair in the in the WWE, they all went on a plane and all this ac- accusations happened on the plane. And nobody could really know what really went on. And it was a big black eye to the company. And Jim Ross ended up firing two or three performers because of what happened on the, on the bus. That's what this feels like with Michigan. Like there's so many at fault, but nobody's willing to take the blame for it. Yeah, because everybody's at fault. But nobody wants to be – I mean, nobody's going to want to be singled nobody out. Nobody wants to be the escape. I think oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to be scapegoat that are doing the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah, they are. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. So, but so our pick six. Um, of course, Texas, Texas A&M fired Jimbo this this week, early this week. So, I I want to get your guys' opinion on actual Texas. That they will actually go after, and you can do. I think three. I'll and go you can do three or whatever, and then that way we'll have our seat. My my number one would be Dan Lanning from Oregon. I think you know he he's turned Oregon around. What in two years? He's he's made Oregon a, a contender. You know, especially with Bo Nix at quarterback. Um, the second guy we look at is Mike Elko from Duke. Um, I think he could bring a, a style that, that they would love because he had that same style when Texas A&M was there, um, when he had the defense there. And I think the third guy, I know people think I'm crazy for this, but I'm going to say it, is Lane Kiffin. Could you imagine what Lane could do in Texas with with recruiting, um, with what he's already done at Ole Miss? You could, I mean – Let's just be let's just be real here. I mean, yeah, he's turned Ole Miss around. Um, they're still yeah, not the on money, the level. With the money that they can throw around, yeah. Turned Ole Miss around. What's the record? What I mean, he's 
They're eight and he's, two, right? They're eight and two. He's done, be- he's done better than what they ha- they they had. Is what I'm saying. Eight and two. They'll be ten and two and still won't win the West. But what I'm saying compared to what before he got there, they they was they was average to me. Like they, I mean, before they lost Hugh Free. Hugh Free. I was gonna say Hugh Freeze was. Hugh well, Freeze was a, was one game out from being in in Atlanta. The only problem yeah. was is that he had he he lost the tiebreaker to the team that did go, and I think it was, it was so was it Alabama. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, there's not going to be a tiebreaker for 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 Lane. So like he still hadn't done what Hugh Freeze well, did. Well, and two Texas A and M is eating this seventy six man by like. Let's be real here. Me and you and Brad could probably live on three. Yeah, but they don't have. You got you got billionaires. They don't have money. Billionaires. They, they clearly don't have money issues. No, they, they don't. don't have they money got, issues. They've got they've, got they've got guys that that they've got guys that their grandkids I mean, and great grandkids and great 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 grandkids oh, well, we got, will be set for life, yeah. no matter they how much money they rigs. blow through they their. Got, they got a bunch of these, you know, top boosters. Um, yeah, well, a lot we're, we're going to get to some money stuff. The richest, the I've richest school in the SEC is Texas A and M this year. Next year, the richest school in the SEC will be Texas. Okay, those two do not have any money issues. It's just whether they are willing or not willing. Not, not. It's not a do we have it or don't we have it. It is a do we want to or do we not want to. How bad do we want to do it? That's it. Robert, one person could cover they, all that, that stuff. They might go after. Okay, so obviously, right now, you, you you've talked about two defensive guys and one offensive guy. I don't think if you listen to Ross Bjork's statement. Sunday, he goes into a list of things, criteria that they're looking at for the next person. Okay, he's describing who he thinks the next person should be. Okay, Lane Kiffin doesn't fit any of that. Okay, he doesn't fit that that whole deal. You can go after him all you want, but I, I, I just don't think they're even going to go after him because I don't think he fits what they are trying to do. Okay, they don't he doesn't fit the mold. Um they talk about okay. Um people that 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 fit with their culture, the the AM culture. So you got to think about the people that are uh that that would fit with a cult, okay? All right. I mean, that's really what it is. Okay. And it's a like Lane so would be so much reading? against that it's not him. Okay, you know who I would go after. So who who do you think would be Dabo Sweeney? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, that Dabo actually fits with it. He does. Dabo he fits Sweeney's the. He fits it. Not. Oh, I'm not saying he's going, and I'm not saying that they're going to go after him. But I think he he fits the he fits the mold better. I, I think Elko is going to be the guy right off the bat. I think that's the number one that if they went after him, he says yes and he goes out there. Okay, two. Because I, well, I think that they go after Josh, landing, but I don't know if landing's actually going to do it. I, I Josh, can't. I would, I would. He said, "What about Chip Kelly?" Let me, let me just answer him here. The reason why I wouldn't go Chip Kelly, everywhere you know, Chip Kelly had those years at Oregon where he was really good, right? Mm-hmm. Since then, it's been just mediocre results. I, I, mean, I think it's it's going to somebody that that understands that understands Texas, the state yeah. of Texas. Okay, not mm-hmm. just the SEC, but the state of Texas. Okay, so I think you need people that have had um, dealings inside the state of Texas. Okay, mm-hmm. and Lane may go recruit inside the state of Texas, but I don't think he deals with the state of Texas. All right. Um, I think Elko, because Elko was in, you know, was a, a D coordinator for uh, A&M. Uh, I think you kind of go after some of the former, maybe a former offensive coordinator from, from uh, A&M. 
I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is the guy. I know that he was, I think, arbitrarily thrown on there. Um, but maybe a former offensive coach in the state of Texas. I would, let me throw out Bobby Petrino. Does Bobby Petrino have a chance to stay there? No, because they would have named him the interim coach. I don't even think Mac Brown would take that job, to be honest with you. No, he's not it either. They're no. wanting somebody that's not that's now. Up, well, he, he's well, not interested. He's now, if he was, now, if it was early in his career, I could I could maybe see it, but they're wanting somebody that's up and coming that can start now and win now. And that is not going to be worth $10 million a year. Because they're not going to pay. I don't, I don't, I also don't think they're going to pay $10 million. I think that you're going to get, you either get an established you know, coach. You know, but Bo, that, that's not out of the realm. Dion, Who? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past Dion. Uh, they're not going to offer Dion. He's, he doesn't, again, he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit. He doesn't fit Could Texas. You imagine the resources that Dion would have at his disposal in, in Texas. Also, I think that he he, he won't move um, from Colorado until his son is gone. Leave, leaves anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Once his son's gone, then I think he's up. He, he's open for recruitment at that point from any school. I think any school then could go after him, and he may, you know, he will he will take offers at that point. Um. So, All right, there guys. were. Yeah. I'm gonna move on to to no fly zone. These have been some these have been some fun topics right, tonight. Because I got a few here, and then I've got one that we might talk about. I've got one here that I think, and this is we we were kind of getting into it just a few minutes ago. We were getting into the money side of all this, and I want to throw a number out at you guys. Since the start of the twenty two season in college football, there is now over a hundred and forty six million dollars owed to fired college football coaches. A hundred and forty-six million so by universities that's owed to fired college football coaches. Is this gonna ruin is this gonna ruin college athletics and these programs? I think it is. No. I mean I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a list. I know Texas A&M has the money, okay, but I'm gonna give you a list. Just since 2022, Brian Harrison was owed, is owed 15.5 million by Auburn. Scott Frost is owed 15 million by by Nebraska. Collins is owed 11.4 million from Georgia Tech. Paul Crisp. Is owed 11 million from Wisconsin. Dorrell is owed 8.7 million to cut from Colorado. Herm Edwards is owed 4.4 million to uh, from Arizona State, and Zach Arnett is owed 4 million from Mississippi State. And this 146 million does not include Mel Tucker or Pat Fitzgerald because they are having to go to court to fight for theirs. Well, they're going through. So that $146 million is not include theirs. Okay, so what we're looking at so is 140 You're looking at $146 million, uh, and 76 of it is Jimbo Fisher. So 70, 70 million of it is other coaches since 2020. 22. All right. Uh, in the course of this year, I I, I just said that. Yes. Uh, right now in the, in the year of our Lord, 2023, within the last three days of fired coaches, we have had 83 million go to fired coaches. Okay. 83 million. We will eclipse, you know, Pretty much a guarantee we're going to eclipse the highest year in which there were there were buyouts being paid, which I believe was 2021. Okay, so you're talking about 2022. If you go back a year, 2021, when Gus was fired and those other ones, uh, Gus was 21 million 
who was the highest paid buyout by any school until Jimbo Fisher like tripled it, almost quadrupled it. Um, but anyway, so uh, I think in 2021 it was 93 million total and or 93 or 96 million or something like that over the uh the course of the uh coaching firing season and uh right now we're at 83 you got to think that yeah, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not what i'm saying I'm is here, this John, is, okay is yeah, how but, much money is being spent Right. Okay. So, but you're also, you're also, you're, you're also talking about one, one guy that's getting 76, one, and nobody else is going to touch doing that contract again. Okay. So you're not going to deal with that again. So one guy is 76 million. If you're talking about 146 million. So you're talking over two years, it's 70 million, which is less than the one guy that got fired. You can say this about whatever. I mean, you can put him in, Gus together and be the the two highest paid buyouts together, and you're at ninety, you know, seven million dollars between the two of them. So, but I, I think that 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 schools yeah. are going to figure it out because they're paying money now for, or at least the boosters that are in this and these NIL collectives are paying money now for all the players. Players are going to be the, the the teams are going to be worth seventy six million dollars. Okay or a hundred million dollars. Okay. Themselves, the coaches, what's going to ultimately happen. You're going to start paying more money for players and salaries for coaches are going to go down. You know why? Because that's the way the NFL is. The salaries of the NFL, the players make the money. The coaches don't. So what well, will end boosters, up happening? What will boosters, end up happening? The boosters pay for most of the t- coaches salaries anyways. Correct. So what's going to end up happening is, the, the the way the college landscape is going to go, it's going to go very close to the way the NFL goes. It's just going to take longer to get there, and it's going to be spread out over more people. You don't have a – I mean, your collective for ownership of a team is maybe a handful of people, whereas your, collect, your, your collection played at the offering of, you know, the church of uh, – you know, name your school here, Kentucky Why, is, you know, a hundred people, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it is that you want to deal with. So you, you've got a lot of people you can pay, you know, a lot, but I think so what will end up happening is I think the coaches' well, salaries will start going here because they're going to have less my, and less control and the boosters are going to have more and more control. The coaches are going to have to surrender control. The The days of having Nick Saban and Kirby Smart, they're going to be the last of that breed. Well, here's my main issue with the whole thing is, you know, I think a lot of these coaches up front are being paid too much money to begin with. You know, yes, they're being paid on nothing. You're, you're they being don't paid, have, okay, let me give you an example. I'll give you Stoops. Um, we'll just bring Stoops into this for, yeah. for a second. We're paying well, Stoops said, nine million dollars. Gets four million. And he well, and he, we're paying Stoops nine he's never been a head coach. We're paying Stoops nine million dollars for mediocre results. Now I can understand that if it was two or three million, but when you're getting paid top ten salary, you should win, you should be you should actually have performance, exactly. performance base. And that's where I get into it with the fans. You're paying a dude top ten money to have eight and four seasons every single year. That that shouldn't he shouldn't be paid that much. Look, look, Jimbo Fisher was one of five active head coaches. Was one of one of five active head coaches with 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 a national championship. Okay, which. I couldn't hear you. What'd you say? Were you talking to me or him? Brad, I couldn't hear what he said. He was. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. But what I I was saying, you know. Eight and four, John, is probably top 20 in teams. You probably don't have, you probably don't have but 15 or 20 teams year in and year out that do that. Then he should be paid top twenty, not top ten. Well, on an average, then he should be paid top twenty, then top ten. Stoops needs to be paid top thirty. I'm just saying, 
Because if you're top I, ten, I'm you should be competing that out for national championships. You should be competing for the playoff if you're top ten. And Stoops right. ain't doing that. He's not even competing for what would be a 12-team playoff. Well, either one of you for, think that, this, that, that, that college athletics is in trouble for all of this money or no? No. No, yes. no, because the TV money, time. the revenue yes. that they're going to get, plus the fact that, again, you've got stupid boosters that will pay money out the rear end for it until and, – and like like I said, look, they're going to get smarter with the way that they do it. They're going to come up with incentive-based deals that, that are going to get competed okay. – you know, that, that, that the uh, that the, the, the agents for the coaches and all this other stuff are going to go against – and at some point, there's going to be a breaking point. And again, you're going to start seeing salaries for coaches do this. So I heard you. In case, I, I got in case you. you in I case mean, you're listening to us and watching us, this is my hand guy, went down. Dan Lanning. <laughs> Dan Lanning. What are doing tonight? <laughs> we've the actually fussed tonight. We've That's actually fussed tonight. Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning says. Exactly. That's what the show is actually supposed to be about. Dan Lanning says there's no chance that he's leaving Oregon. Do you believe him? Yeah. You, be, you believe him. I do because I think you, you believe a head coach, a sitting head coach that says, no chance I'm doing this, whatever <laughs> it is. Not every coach. Well, not every coach. He said, well, said I think he's building something at Oregon, though. That's the difference. All Oregon coaches has a history of coaches are liars. Are. All coaches are liars. Say it with me. All coaches are liars. He may not leave this year. He may not leave for AM, but Dan I guarantee freaking to you, he leaves Oregon at some point. And it won't be because he got fired, it will be because he left. I'm just telling you, Oregon has a history of coaching. Look it up. Every coach I know, Oregon's, Oregon's coach has left. And I just want to say this. Josh made a statement here about Stoops. He said, Stoops, he's done a lot of good for Kentucky. Yeah, well, when you're getting paid top ten money, you should beat Tennessee and Missouri at home. That's all I'll say on it. You should compete against Alabama. Exactly. That's the problem. But let's let's move on. Yeah, there you go. So I'm not saying that you guys are wrong. I I mean, but that's not I mean, I, I didn't, you know, I I didn't bring that up to talk about coaches' salaries. I brought that up to talk about the buyouts that's being put in all of these in these well, uh you turned it into the tracks. You turned it into the outrageous and could it could possibly, but it could possibly, like, hurt athletic programs. It has the potential. It's not going to at Texas A&M or at Alabama or Miami. Or, or at a Big Ten school or an happen, SEC like, school. Say, you know, you've got, you've got Wisconsin on this list. Big Ten school. Of coaches, you had Colorado on this list. You had That's Nebraska on this list. Big Ten. You school. had Georgia Tech on this list. ACC. I mean, these are not. These are not. These are not top-notch schools. No, but they're going to make a bunch of money in TV revenue. The list yeah. that I gave you guys. It may hurt. It may hurt. It may hurt group of five schools. You haven't named a group of five coach yet. You haven't named a group of five school. What this is going to do, what this will ultimately end up doing, is it will create the autonomy where you have the power five or whatever they end up condensing themselves into and the group of five, okay? The, the money and then the uh, we kind of have money but not really. That's what will happen. You'll break away. You'll have you'll have the autonomy, the autonomy, the autonomous six or five or whatever it is, whatever they want to have. How many conferences? It could be a big four. Who cares? Uh, the the top 65, 68 teams uh, will break away from the NCAA. It will be the CFP. 
it will be all the money teams and then you'll have this lower this next tier which won't have as much money and they'll be the ones that you're you're talking about as far as you know what hurts or doesn't hurt college football it's them the power 5 is fine I, I just wanted to bring that up. I feel like, like it's a pretty good topic to have a little debate and fuss about. All right. So my next one is Sippy State. Should they hire an air raid from the air raid tree and try to keep Will Rogers old for an I, extra year? He's is is he not out of eligibility? He's got like he's been around for like six where, years. I think that's where I I do. Uh, I think this is his know, fourth, and he would have a COVID year. I'm pretty sure. Well, you know, after Mike Leach's tragic death last year, you know, they went and they hired this guy with no really air raid ties, okay? And he tried to change the system that he they already knew, you know, with Will Rogers and such, and it just didn't work. You know, they had the like, – they wanted to move around to the, the pro style, and, you know, it just never – seemed to really click. The running game didn't click. Um, the, the running, the passing didn't click. And then Will Rogers got hurt. Then the defense started playing bad. It just kind of like snowballed itself. Did, I got a question for you. Did the air raid work the first year Mike Leach was there? It did three or four, a couple of games, yes. A couple of games, but not the whole season. The first game, he beat LSU, if you remember correctly. A couple know, games. Yeah, he beat it. Didn't he beat LSU the first game? That was during COVID. I don't remember if it. Yeah, okay, so it's COVID. So now you're talking about a whole a whole pandemic. You're talking about a whole pandemic too. Yeah, it was. That's probably different compared to you. So, so he, he, here's the thing: when, when you talk about teams that do a complete identity shift. Doesn't matter what identity you're coming from and what identity you're going to. When you do a complete identity shift, it doesn't work the first year because you don't have the players to do it. Okay, there there, there hasn't been really Which was any a mistake that's, that, that's ever that's ever done that. Opinion. Yeah, it was. Well, but. Coming he also he also assumes that he's going to have more than one year, you know, a full year to 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 do with it, and have more years to build it. But he was never given an opportunity to build, so you have no idea if it's going to work or not. It doesn't work in year one. It's never going to. Yeah, then you're okay? coming off of a nine and four season and have your your air raid quarterback in the system. Great, the air raid quarterback there. in this. Okay, yes, it's but, just a dumb move. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I'm just telling you that, you know, that that it any any time you move from one system to another, it it ain't gonna work year one. It ain't just magically gonna happen. Okay, takes a few years. I believe, but I think that there is a possibility that they go after an air raid yet guy here and that this would definitely be a fly but now i will say this john i took i heard that they might be talking to gus malzahn that's what i heard i don't know if that's that right they might be talking you to heard who? anything you, you kind of bust it blurt out who'd you say i was on Gus. Gus. Oh, Gus Malzahn. Uh, I've been hearing more Gus to Arkansas Gus. than Gus to Mississippi State. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Gus goes back to Arkansas, and I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, if we're talking Mississippi remembers, State. We're talking Mississippi State. I'm saying I've heard more Gus to Arkansas than Gus to Mississippi State. I haven't heard anything about Gus to Mississippi State. Well, the, the reason why I think – Gus does not go to Arkansas is because of the whole if everybody remembers the the parade at McDonald's well parade McDonald's the parade all American that played for Arkansas Mitch Mustang that whole that whole drama that was involved with Houston Nut and I don't think Arkansas wants to get back in that situation when 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 was that 
think remind me old. remind me what year that was no five i think uh, it's been a long time yeah it's been a still. long time the people in northwest arkansas are yeah. absolutely have completely different feelings about gus miles on um uh, so i again they are gushing well, he, over the idea did, that they could go coach, get him he did coach at springdale he did and that's that's probably you know he what did he win like did he win two state championships I think I don't remember how many he won I think he won one the last year must do you know do you know who one of his quarterbacks was Rhett Lashley <laughs> that's a while ago yes it is so all right guys. The Kentucky-Kansas game is going to be coming on pretty shortly. I would like to wrap this up, so I'm going to do the final buzzer. Uh, my final buzzer tonight is going to be about Dickie V. Dickie V come out yesterday. Um, and games is going to be postponed. He is cancer-free, but... It has done some damage to his vocal cords and that the doctor and being behind the mic. Look, say and put it out here to Dick Vitale and ESPN, especially Dick Vitale and his family prayers. You know, you're missed in in the game of college basketball. I know that I miss you. I think a lot of people um, miss you. I know that you've been through a lot for the last year and a half, two years. And I um, really hope to see you back behind the mic. Lauren, Lauren, for, for Lauren's, to be Lauren's his neighbor. Lauren is actually the neighbor of Dickie V and her friend. So. She, she is. Yeah, I don't know where he is. So yeah, I actually met Dickie V, and I I have met him too. And I I just I really miss him being in the game and hearing his excitement and his voice. It's a shame that this is doing what it's doing to his voice. So I just want to put that out there. That is my final buzzer for tonight. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I love on Dickie V if you if is the fact that you had these topics and we went completely off kilter and we absolutely went buzz, you know, the big fuzz. We went fuzz, fuzz fuzzy, fuzzy, whatever. <laughs> fuzz. <laughs> the big fuzz. I'm sorry. Not fuzz, fuzz. Sorry. But that's good. We had a good show. Hopefully it didn't cut out too much. Not too bad. It was with kind three. Of, sometimes it. I'm just here to butt heads with both of y'all. All right. So that's my job. Our next show, guys, <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. Our next show will be Thursday night. We'll be back and we'll do our game. Uh, day pickums and we'll be back at our regular time eight o'clock central nine eastern i just did this one because of the kentucky kansas game and we are about to end this so we can get off here and go watch the kentucky kansas game and i appreciate you guys being on with me tonight a home field apparel right there there's a home field apparel shirt just want to put that out uh, our code cscast for a 15% discount. And with that, guys, we will see you Thursday for our game day pick them, and we'll do some football and basketball. Y'all have a good night. Have a good one. You too.